Welcome to Songs and Stories, the Not For Musicians Only music podcast. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories. My name is Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories, episode number 22. Well, I hope 2008 is treating you well. So far, I'm on track for my goals for 2008. We're 19 days into the year, and I haven't slipped yet. Uh, I've been working on my site recently, and I've been able to update something on every page, so that's all current. I've got some recording time scheduled when I come back from playing in Grass Valley next month, and... uh, I've got some shows scheduled for spring, which are months out, but they're kind of locked in now. So if you're curious on my site, michaelgaither.com, they're listed on my shows page. So i got a few things going on. My other goal for 2008 was to get caught up on some of these interviews I did late last year. I, 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 got a, I did a whole bunch at once, and it was just really more that I could keep up with between playing and celebrating, prepping for the holidays, and all that kind of you know non-music-related stuff. But um, these next two episodes of Songs and Stories are, are very special episodes of Songs and Stories, which I know sounds like an ABC After School special, but it's nothing quite like that. Um, a while back, I got to talk to, really hang out with for quite a while, singer-songwriter Lacey J. Dalton. Lacey was a big part of the Santa Cruz music scene in the late 60s and early 70s when she moved here from Pennsylvania. She headed to Nashville, though, in the late 70s and had a string of chart-topping hits, including Crazy Blue Eyes, Take It It Easy, 16th Avenue, and Everybody Makes Mistakes. But as you'll learn in this interview, even though she was settled in Nashville, she had a call to head back west. These days, she lives outside of Virginia City, Nevada, where she writes songs uh, overseas for Wild Horse Foundation, Let Em Run, which you'll hear about in part two of this interview. And um, also spends a lot of time in Santa Cruz still. Her, her backing band, the Dalton Gang, is made up of Craig Owens, Jimmy Norris, and Jim Lewin, three Santa Cruz-based musicians. And, and if, I can, if I can put in a plug, Jim Lewin is a fine guitar teacher, in fact. I took lessons from Jim for a long time, and whenever I run into him, I always tell him that anything good that comes out of my guitar is partially his fault. Um, but instead of just recapping um, Lacey's entire history, which is what, usually what I do in these interviews, I think it's my background as a trainer, is sort of, you know, tell them what you're going to tell, and then tell them, and then recap and tell them what you told. I think what I'll do is let you hear a cut from her latest CD. Her latest CD is called The Last Wild Place, an anthology, and it's a collection of new songs, plus some um, of, her, of her older hits that are redone by her, her newer band and some other musicians. And this is more of an Americana folk-type album. And as her bio, so this is her first post-Nashville album. It's a really fine piece of work. Uh, and she's not slowing down. As you'll find out in this interview, she's actually got plans for her next two CDs. But instead of me babbling on about it, let's listen to Lacey tell you for herself. I'll give you a little context for this. She was in town to do a, uh, a Saturday show at the Rio Theater. She spent the week before doing some promotional work, and I caught up with her at K-Pig Radio after a Sunday morning live appearance. So let's hear a little bit of the opening cut off The Last Wild Place. This is called Listen to the Wind, and then we'll visit with Lazy J. Dalt.
Had a lover out in Santa Cruz But I left him to sing the blues Listen to the wind Listen to the wind Thought that I'd left love behind But love is just a state of mind Listen to the wind Listen to the wind Listen to the wind and the driving rain Listen close, you hear I'm saying That what goes round will come around again Listen to the wind Made a lot of music and it got me high But Nashville left me high and dry Listen to the wind Listen to the wind I got so cold I almost froze But something whispered to my soul Listen to the wind Listen to the wind Listen to the wind and the driving rain Listen close, you'll hear I'm saying That what goes round will come around again Listen to the wind Everybody needs somebody to see them through Everybody needs someone like I need you I need you I kept saying the joy of these, of these little shows is the, the informal ambient noise of putting the air conditioning and the... Um, so we were trying to talk upstairs and it was we, we had Will Strickland in the room we're at K-Pig, by the way, Lacey J. Dalton. That's Will there next to goes. us, starting his car. Yes, roaring off. Bye, William. Bye-bye. See you, Will. And See ya. Anytime on there. You know, I know, uh... We on for Wednesday still? Yeah. Okay, I'll call you Tuesday. Okay. All righty. Adios. Hey, when are you going to go back up there? Are you gonna 25th. Go back huh? The 25th. Oh, okay, you were going to stay, because you were going to go back up there for Thanksgiving at first, I thought. Yeah, I was. That would have been rough. Yes. Okay. My my car's been smells like a Nevada well. What the hell smells that? Something, something in here died. He doesn't know oh, I'm recording God. this. It's very charming. But no, I don't want to spoil your lunch. Gang. He's really going now. This time for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you Tuesday. Okay. All righty. Thanks, William. Someone said just get him in a room and turn him loose, and that's what you do. It's that's very charming. Do you know it's the best? It is. Do. He is so fun. Well, the plan is to talk to him on Wednesday. Just give him a guitar and just let him go. You know? Yeah. So I'm here talking. I'm actually here at K-Pick talking to Lacey they, J. Dalton. They're coming to get us, Michael. This, this, welcome, welcome to welcome back to Watsonville. <laughs> this is my hometown. Watsonville. Born and raised. Hey. I got as far as Ben Loman, then we ended up moving back this way. Oh, did you? Yeah. I mean, we must have missed each other. Probably. I was, I was here. there for many. Years. I was here. I was not in Watsonville, but I was in Santa Cruz. I was in well, Ben Loman. Let's, let's start with that. So when did you when did you come to Santa Cruz, and how long were you here playing? I came. I was turning 21 on the journey. 
And um, so that must have... Can you do the math? Not, not in my head. I don't think we should because then they'll know. Yeah. They will know. And You were here a while. And we're... Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. My child was uh, born in 1971 and I was here for um, probably four or five years before that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say 1966. And when did music start? Before... Before I was about 17 years old, and my I came from a musical family. Mm-hmm. Everybody That's played right. instruments, but me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a play in high school, and I was the only kid that had a guitar, and there was a part for a guitar oh, okay. in it. So I picked up the guitar, and I had my dad teach me a couple of chords. Mm-hmm. Then I thought, oh, this is fun. Really, yeah. Why didn't I do this before? But, you know, I'll never forget knowing that I could sing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, we're not talking, you know, Celine Dion here, but... When I was Thank little, God. But. <laughs> well, when I was a little kid, uh, I remember coming home from seeing Snow White. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I remember that you know, I was sitting in a bathtub with about two inches of water, and mm-hmm. it was kind of resonant. Mm-hmm. And I remember singing, "Someday my prince will come." And I went, "Oh, I can do that. I can do this." And um, I just didn't have any idea that I could do that, mm-hmm. but I realized then that I could. And then later on, when I was 17, picked up the guitar. And by the time I was 18, I was actually starting to do uh, shows, mm-hmm. single shows by myself, which I did for a long time. And um, uh, later I realized how much more fun it is to have musicians mm-hmm. with you and, and how it inspires you and, and you know have some company up there on the stage. Yeah. But I did work a long time doing singles and doing folk music before mm-hmm. I ever got my record deal. I mm-hmm. never got my record deal until I was 36, mm. which uh, it was considered just totally unheard of. No one, I mean, they couldn't believe that I'd gotten a record deal and I was the hideous age of 36. Mm-hmm. It was like they made this big deal about it in Nashville and, and everything. Well, um, even nowadays, people like, you know, like when people like, Kathy Matei or Susie Bagas hit 40, you kind of stopped hearing from them. And it's like... Oh, yeah. It's and they're a, doing their some of their best work now. There is a, there is a, definitely a glass ceiling a mile thick. Yeah. In For women in Absolutely. all the arts, but yeah. I, I think, maybe not painting, but right. um, but uh, but I think in a lot of uh, art forms, probably, yeah. probably not theater, but definitely movies. Right. You know, it's changing. It's better you know. in film than it used to be, yep. but it's still there. Yep. But it's it's really bad. I mean, I can only think of a few women in country music, and they have kept up the plastic surgery so they look like teenagers. Yeah. Or try to. And, you know, if you don't have the resources to do that, Right. Um, it can be very, it can really they can really pair you out pretty quickly mm-hmm. because it's um, uh, I think they've discovered what Hollywood discovered um, that the flesh sells so mm-hmm. all these videos that you see these slick videos of these models and yep. dancers who can sing or who can be appear to sing well mm-hmm. some of them do sing well mm-hmm. um, and can dance and have beautiful bodies and beautiful clothing right. and huge budgets to do things um, I don't actually listen to a whole lot of it because I don't, there's not a whole lot there for me. Mm-hmm. I want to listen, I always did want to listen to people who had something really to say to me, right. like Chris Christopherson and Guy Clark and um, really uh, Willie and Merle and, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Johnny Cash, yeah. who people who had lived. I like the singer-songwriters. I like to hear from life experience. That's the kind of music that I'm interested in. It's the kind of music I like to do. Mm-hmm. It's um, I I I really have always, I've loved folk music. 
I have I loved uh, I have always loved Bob Dylan mm -hmm. his writing and um, he still manages to and Tom Petty too there are people who just keep they, year after year they after keep year, putting they just out keep great songs out well I think it goes to me it goes back to people that can pick up a guitar and have something to say mm -hmm. and it's it's that simple yeah. and I think it's important to have something to say because yeah. if you but but it doesn't seem to matter um, I think. Uh, the people who are making really, really big, big money oftentimes are not. It's more the flash and the, mm -hmm. and the show, and, right. and that's great. You know, I mean, there's a place for it all. Yep. That's not the music that I'm interested in. I'm I'm really interested in John Pride, and I'm interested in hearing what. God bless John you know, Pride. Uh, yeah, the people yeah. like that. I'm interested in hearing. Um, what the you know what their life experiences mm -hmm. Leonard Cohen was a huge I listened to him and listened to him and listened mm -hmm. to him and you know oddly enough I haven't listened to his recent stuff but people say it's still wonderful yeah. I haven't heard what Leonard Cohen is doing now but I haven't either but my but I hear it's wonderful but I you know I'll never forget songs like the Sisters of Mercy mm -hmm. and, um, and and I found that to be so true in my life because just when you're ready to give up you know there often are the Sisters of Mercy will come in. The Sisters of Mercy, they are not departed or gone. They were waiting for me when I thought that I just can't go on. And they gave me their comfort, and later they brought me their song. Oh, I hope you run into them, you who've been traveling so long. Uh, the wor words like that that were so comforting mm -hmm. in times of of stress and I think that this is not I think it's hard to be in this world I think this is not an easy plane of consciousness this is a, I would agree with you this is a plane um, and, you know I've talked to a lot of people and most people have had very major challenges by the time they're 30 or 40 years old they've had some real challenges and people need the strength to keep going and that's why I write and that's why I sing my message has always been you can survive Mm -hmm. You know, I've been there, I've done that, and, and I've made it, and you can too. And the best, the artists that I love the best are people, I'll never forget, my life changed 90 degrees. That, uh, well, 360 degrees, really, when I heard Chris Christopherson's song, The Heart. Mm -hmm. Because I'd had tremendous opposition. At, I, my first record company president who signed me loved me, and a guy took over who mm -hmm. didn't wouldn't let me go but didn't want to promote me. Mm-hmm. And uh, told me, I'm not going to let you go, and I'm not going to promote you. Um, you're just going to be here till your career is gone. And I was that's so encouraging. It was. It, that's how it is. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that's the business. You know, I'm not going to let you out and compete with you, but I'm not going to promote you, and you're just going to sit here and take it because you've got to, you know, you'll, you know, you. And I finally got somebody later, much later, to buy mm -hmm. me out of that contract. But in the meantime, that attitude. Yeah. made me so hateful. I just hated this guy. I couldn't forgive him. I couldn't understand why that was happening to me in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, I happened to be, and I was very unforgiving. I was starting to get very bitter after four years of that, mm -hmm. of just banging my head against the wall. Because people say, what happened to you? Why did you stop recording? Because I can't afford to go off on my own and make a record. Hello? Yeah. And I'm tied up in contracts and I can't. It's I'm not, that not you allowed. It's not that you weren't writing and didn't have something to say. It, was... it wasn't even that I wasn't on the road. Right. I was still on the road, but oh. with no support right. and no radio. And right. it was very hard. There were huge chasms and huge valleys in the career. Mm -hmm. um, and mostly because of, of this record company mm -hmm. president. And um, the 
you know, the final word with him in his office one day was I said, well, you know, he said, I'm not going to let you go and I'm not going to promote you. And I said, well, then I'm not going to make records for you. Mm -hmm. I'll sit on my hands. Mm -hmm. I don't have to make records for you. And I said, someday this record company is going to come to its senses and realize you don't know a major chord from a minor chord Mm -hmm. and that you're going to spend more money than you'll ever make for them and they'll let you go and I said and you'll be selling shoes in Cincinnati Mm -hmm. when I am still making music Mm -hmm. and he threw me out of his office (laughs) so that was how you know I've always been so diplomatic right I am a very diplomatic person and I'm not hard to get along with but everybody has a breaking point well that was a breaking point for me I was a single mother I had a little kid to raise right and I there's a point at which I just get yeah. Rebellious and, and I've always they've always described me in country music as an outlaw. Not so much because of things like that, but because I always brought influences in. I don't think that the influences I brought in destroyed the country music that I was mm-hmm. making, but I think they added to it. For instance, Sixteenth Avenue, which was a huge hit mm-hmm. and um a millionaire play song and voted by Billboard magazine one of the hundred best country songs ever, is actually a folk song. Mm-hmm. It's actually folk music. From the corners of the country, from the cities and the farms, with years and years of living tucked up underneath their arms. That's not your, you know, that's not, I'll change your flat tire mark. Right, right. It, it, or right. I'm proud to be an Okie from Muskogee. Right. It's a, it brings a folk influence, but mm-hmm. it still didn't destroy the medium of the country music that sure, that, sure. that I was doing. How, I, how long were you in Nashville? Oh, I, I lived there for eight years, but mm-hmm. my record career went from 79, 79 to 92. Mm-hmm. My last big hit was a song called Black Coffee, which was a million airplay song. Mm-hmm. And uh, my record producer at that time knew that I had a huge hit. It outsold Michael Bolton and Madonna the first three weeks in California that it was out. Nice. But they wouldn't break my career because they thought I was too old. Uh, and he told people at the record company, you know, she's, she's just too old. We don't want to, you know, why should we waste money? And that is, there is a glass ceiling, and it is, um, uh, I wanted to tell you, I wanted to finish that story about my life changing from what people, oh, okay. from what Chris Christopherson said, because I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, so here I was stuck in this horrible situation, couldn't make records, uh, really couldn't get off the label because it would have cost, well, hundreds of thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. and um, just stuck, just yeah. dying, totally bitter really starting to eat myself alive and I was in on tour with Johnny Cash and Chris Christopherson and uh, Hoyt Axton mm-hmm. over in England and in Europe and I went to a club in Germany between our big concerts to see uh, Chris play mm-hmm. and Chris Christopherson sang a song called The Heart which I later recorded and had a hit on mm-hmm. that the, the words to it went like this and I honestly thought when I heard these words that spirit was talking to me through Chris and, and, and it was you know, it, mm-hmm. it was actually spirit was talking to me through Chris because it totally changed my life. He said, "When they de- the song goes, when they deal you down and dirty in a way you don't deserve, you'll feel better if you take it like a man or a woman. Because if you let them drive you crazy, girl, they'll shut your business down. Shake it off and get your licks in when you can, because the heart is all that matters in the end. The heart is all that matters in the end. And I." knew that spirit was saying to me you need to forgive this man Uh you need to forgive this situation i do believe that forgiveness is the absolute cornerstone of grace of the of a state of spiritual well-being 
you cannot move on if if you if you, there's any unforgiveness in your heart. You it, you just can't. Move you hold on. on to it, even if you're, even if you're not conscious about it, you still it's still there. Yeah, and I learned a lot about I learned about forgiveness. I'm not saying I'm good at it because I'm you know in, I'm at the end of a rather because we're all human. You mean? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and forgiveness is is a difficult thing because uh -huh. we all betray each other. And sure. I've just been betrayed in a marriage of of uh, twenty some years. My wow. partner, my best friend, my he was my sound engineer, my rec my recording engineer. We made the last album, this beautiful last Wild Place anthology, which is the best work I've ever done mm -hmm. together. We wrote a lot of the songs together, and so I'm in a place again where I'm needing to remember how to forgive. But mm -hmm. I remember. It, words came to me from people. One person said, you know, these people that we need to forgive most of the time don't deserve forgiveness. But we have to do it anyway for ourselves. It's for us. It's for us. And then another person said to me, you know, if you cannot find it in your heart to forgive this man, and a lot of times you can't, you ask spirits forgiveness to flow you through you mm. to this person. And ask for understanding. And if you can understand what makes it so important for that person to do what they did, a lot of times, if you can see the child, see where the kid was stuck in them, you can forgive. So I learned about forgiveness, and I will never know if that man was a devil in my life or an angel. But if it weren't for Chris Christopherson's song, mm -hmm. I would not have had the push I needed to get beyond it. When they deal you down and dirty in a way you don't deserve... You'll feel better if you take it like a man or a woman. Because if you let them drive you crazy, boy, they'll shut your business down. So shake it off and get your licks in when you can, because the heart is all that matters in the end. Twice in my life, Chris Christopherson's songs have changed my life 360 degrees. The other was a song about gratitude. Lord, what have I ever done to deserve even one hmm. of the blessings, you know? So great songs I think can do that. Great songs can do that, and I think it's the purpose. I think it's good to entertain. I mm -hmm. always do a lot of funny songs, mm -hmm. but it's also good to uplift and to reach out and to give strength and give support. Right. And that is why I do what I do. It never was in my heart to be a star. Mm -hmm. That was something that came along much later, because I realized unless I had some degree of success I would it would be so difficult for me to continue to do it with good equipment and good players true and it is as an independent artist thank god my band stays with me and they're fabulous players mm -hmm. they're all the best players here I think yeah and or some of the best players I know players a couple here. of them I would agree with you no I yeah. mean they're just the, they're just the, the the best they're just all seasoned musicians and they are so supportive of me yeah. I am so grateful for that and I am lucky because other people in my position, being independent, you know, can't afford the good players. It's I, tough. you know, it's it's not easy. But if I had never had the career in Nashville, I couldn't do it at all. So I'm still able to 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 sustain some kind of a thing like that, and I hope I will be able to sustain it. I've sustained my living since about probably, well, since I was 18 years old mm -hmm. with my with art. music. I've had to do other things, of course. I made crepes for years and <laughs> worked as a waitress. You gotta have a day job. You know, I did you all the day, day jobs. I don't have a day job now. Yeah. But uh, I did them. And uh, for many, many years, until I got my record career. Mm -hmm. And, of course, there was no time. Sure. Now there's still no time for that um, because I am... Uh, always, you know, I'm writing, I'm always touring. I'm You're still writing. In. You're writing. In fact, this morning you played a new song called Home. 
Got no place, to, no place to call home. Beautiful song. Thank you. So it's great hearing the new songs too. I hope you'll come and hear the new song because I've we got, have our tickets. Oh, good. There's a whole, uh, the whole new album is called "What Don't Kill You Makes You Strong," and that is really at the heart of what I came into this place to do. I came here to to give that to bring that message mm -hmm. that you, what don't kill you makes you strong I'm here I'm still hanging in and believe me I've had some challenges I I have a song called The One Thing and it mm -hmm. goes me and this guitar have been down a long road that's ruthless and rugged and rough and I got no regrets because it's been a great ride but I'll say it's been challenge enough because mm -hmm. some days are diamonds and some days are dirt but every day is different and free and it's strange and amazing to be here at all. And I found that it helps to believe in the goodness of God in the land of the living and the promise of grapes on the vine and the solemn conviction that life ain't worth living if you ain't got your heart on the line. Mm -hmm. And I've played it winning and I've played it losing and I've learned more from losing, I know. And a heart, if a heart can grow wise when it's tested and tried, it's the one thing worth calling your own. Wow. I'm about to put that on the record. Mr. Lewin and I are going to make a, a Western uh, That's Jim CD. Lewin, by the way, for Jim the people Lewin, on the yeah. podcast. Mr. Jimmy Lewin. Is, uh, Jim's got a studio, and I oh, called him up right. the other day, and I said, Okay, Jim, you play everything. You have a studio. I've got songs, and I've got a name. How about we do a the Western record that I've wanted to do for oh. a long time. I have a song called Adios and Run that's kind of a poncho and lefty thing. Mm -hmm. Then there's a song uh, uh, that I love called The Sky Above, The Mud Below. Oh, there, yeah. There's songs like, there's songs of the New West. Mm -hmm. Like uh, like the Tom Russell kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. And like, um, there's a song that I want to record um, by the um, New Riders of the Purple Sage, mm -hmm. which is, uh, which was called um, Last Lonely Eagle. Mm. If you go down to the gas-powered flatlands, where most of the people still think that they're free, remember the love that you had on the mountain. Remember, the, let's see, remember the peace that you had here with me, and take a last flying look at the last lonely eagle. He's soaring the lay of the land. Shed a tear for the fate of the last lonely eagle, because you know that he never will last. You know, it's interesting, too, is when people say, Lacey, whatever, what happened to you? You're working on two records. You're, you're out playing. You're writing. Nothing really happened to you. You're still doing what you're doing. You just lose. What happens is you lose that big promotion. You lose, uh, lose you the machine lose, behind you. You lose the machine and nobody knows because right. you... Uh, now, smarter artists who are not Luddites like me and who know the computer and are into the computer and good at it mm -hmm. know how to get the word out. I need to know someone or find someone who can do that for me. That is... Um, I need to find distribution and promotion mm -hmm. that is affordable. And yeah. I have not found that link yet, but I am making the best music I've ever made, and I am looking very um, diligently mm -hmm. for that for that next for that piece yeah. to fit in. And that next piece, of course, will be the next two CDs, What Don't Kill You Makes You Strong, and the, the Western CD she's planning with um, local favorite Jim Lewin. So I'm looking forward to both of those. Um, but we're not quite done. That was the first half of my Lacey J. Dalton interview, and it was great getting the time to hang out with somebody who has really been 
a songwriter gone to Nashville, been successful, and then has sort of come back to their Americana folk singer-songwriter roots like a lot of people seem to be doing these days. Um, as we were talking, I realized that I hadn't asked her about the horses. And what you'll find out in the next episode of Songs and Stories, episode number 23, is that Lacey moved back east, settled into Virgi- near Virginia City, Nevada, and sort of fell in love with the wild horse population and is now working to save them. So what I'm going to do is cap off this episode of, of Songs and Stories that I've read about 30 minutes, which is where I like to keep it. And um, also, I wanted to mention at the start of the interview, you heard Will Strickland in the car next to us. And the, uh, the way this interview started was I had, I had Lacey and Will in the same room. And Will, if you listen to KPIG Radio, is the, the voice of a lot of the, 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 the commercials and voiceovers for KPIG. And he's kind of a brilliant, spontaneous songwriter. But to get them both in the same room, uh, trying to interview uh, Lacey was sort of devolved into this kind of goofiness that didn't really fit the podcast but will's coming back to santa cruz sometime soon and i'll do a show with just him and his guitar and just turn him loose and let him do what he does but that was will strickland in the car complaining about the smell in his car uh, that's it for songs and stories episode number 22 uh, the lace j Dalton interview and like i say look go to my website michaelgather.com or check itunes or wherever you found this first part of the interview and you can download episode 23 which will immediately follow this and that'll be a talk with just lazy talking about um, the wild horse population in Nevada and what she's doing to save it. Um, if you have any comments about this podcast, you can go to my site, michaelgather.com. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. And look for the section for Songs and Stories, episodes 22 and 23. There are some links to go with this. There's links to Lacey's site, her CDs, uh, Jim Lewin's site as well, and some other things that we talked about during this interview. Uh, if you want to leave a comment, you can click the Add Comment button and leave me a comment, or just send me an email, michael at michaelgather.com. Thanks for listening.